0: This is Josh Mills. And this is John Mills. Welcome back to another episode of Acquired Chasings. We are very happy to have you guys along with us for a cocktail week. It seems like it's been a while since we've done a cocktail week, Dad. I honestly can't remember, so maybe it does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're kind of riding that sweet spot for a cocktail week. And, Dad, what is our theme this week for cocktails? I said paper, but what we end up with? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it definitely wasn't paper. Well. It was, we ended up doing. Cocktails that have amaros in them. Oh, that's right, that's right. So, what is your cocktail that has an amaro well, in it? Well, the reason I said paper is because I am doing the paper plane. Okay, and uh, definitely has amaro in it. Yeah, we don't have to go into it yet. Yeah, and so uh, what? What cocktail do you have? I have a cocktail called the Bitter Swagger. Ooh, yeah, I am really excited about it because it it's kind of based off one of one of my favorite cocktails, the so kind of a secret cocktail that. At least around here, not a lot of people do. Okay. But, you'll, you'll get into that later, I bet. Oh, yeah, I'll get into that. Now, I see you have a little a snack board for us. What do we all, what all's on there? Well, I, I don't, can't remember. Oh. <laughs> I'm having a look. Uh, so, I have some Italian dry sausage. I just have a, a baguette cut. I have some strong or sharp cheddar. And then I have those little roll-ups. I don't know what you call those. Okay, yeah, they're like salami cheese rolls. Salami cheese up, There you go. And then I got pastrami and something else. And then I have some olive, And I have potato chips. Now, the reason I did all this, and I shouldn't have done quite so much because there's just two of us, but we might have to order more drinks because they gave us such a good board. And this is what happens in Italy. Now, my drink and your drink, they're not Italian, are they? Mine is not. But but they're both Amaro's, so I'm thinking Italian, and that's why I made the board. Because when you go to Italy, I don't care what you get. You get a glass of wine, your wife gets a glass of wine, you get a Negroni or whatever, and you're sitting there going,
1: "Hmm, it's
0: kind of a happy hour, isn't it? And then the next thing you know, here they come. They come with this big board of food. And they trick you. No, they don't. But what happens is, you still got food. Your drink's gone. Oh, let's get another drink. And that's the way it always worked. Oh yeah. And one of my, I'm I'm kind of hogging the show here, but one of my best recollections is Joanne and I got lost in Alba on our way back to our condo, and it's like, you know, in New York City, if it's raining, you stop in a pub. If you got bad knees and you can't walk any further, you go in a pub. Well. We were lost, and we needed to get our bearings, so what'd we do? We stopped. It really wasn't a pub, but we stopped to get some wine, and next thing you know, here comes the big board. Okay, cool. That that sounds like a good one. So, well, this week, uh, we are going to start with my cocktail. Uh, My cocktail, like I said, is the Bitter Swagger. It is a kind of a riff on a Pisco sour or a whiskey sour. Right? Okay. This is a cause dab- there's egg white in there, right? Right. And this is, Oh
1: no, I'm going to get sick. There's egg white.
0: Don't worry. It's pasteurized. Yeah. yeah you'll be fine. <laughs> so this, this cocktail is a riff. I would say a riff on a Pisco sour. Um, it's actually a riff on a, from a cocktail in a cocktail book called Amaro. Okay. That talks about all these different Amaro's. Yeah, so this has... And mine drinks a riff of several alcoholic cocktails, so I'll talk about that, too. Uh, and so this has a new-to-our-market amaro that, you know, you haven't tried. I've, I've tried it around a little bit. It's called Faccio Bruto. It's their, one of the two amaros that they do. It has that. It has Pisco. It has a white vermouth in it, and I Ooh. use the Contrato white vermouth, since we've okay. talked about Contrato before. Okay. Lemon juice and an egg white. So, lemon juice, egg white, white vermouth, and then this Amaro. Is that it? And Pisco. And Pisco. Now, what's Pisco? So, Pisco is a grape-based distillate from Peru. Oh. So, is it kind of like a grappa Mm. kind of. So, is it like an aperitif? <sighs> I'm not trying to put you on the spot. I just—it sounded it's, like it might be. No, I mean it's a liquor. It's okay. probably more of a digestif. It's okay. not a liqueur. It is a liquor. Okay. And so it's it's pisco sours, pisco punches, those sorts of things. But you'll notice in the picture that this has a nice white froth on the top of it. Yeah, I'm I'm and getting that's, some good. It's the egg white. I'm getting some good egg white smells. And then below that, you get this of this nutty bitter smell yeah and i i guess this amaro is based from a secret recipe but a lot of those have nuts and flowers and whatever else they've found but i'm i think i'm starting to smell that yeah and so we're this- gonna have to take a taste of it to see if I mean, I've been tasting it. Oh, okay. You've had it before, <laughs> I, I read, obviously. Well, yeah, I, I've only had it once when I when I tested to see which Amaro cocktail I wanted to do. Ooh, there's definitely a smash. I kind of like that word. You kept using that last week. There's this smash of bitter. You know, you get past that that sweet egg white and then wham, you get this strong bitterness. And then after that's gone, You get the sweetness again. Not the egg white, but probably the ramos and the other things that are in there. And the Amaro. The Amaro. So, this this Amaro is done in more of the central Italian style. Okay. So, like Amaro Montenegro that we've had, it has a good bit of sweetness with that bitterness to kind of carry it through. It's not like Nonino, which is not really viscous, really, you know, more astringently bitter than in like Amaro Montenegro, which we've had before, which is a little bit more syrupy in the feel, but that bitterness definitely kind of carries you through the cocktail. Mm-hmm. The Pisco is what's lightening this cocktail, mm-hmm. so lifting it up a little bit. It's a really clean distillate flavor. It has nice, kind of great balance to it. Mm-hmm. It's more so like, I would say like a brandy. Oh, okay. Then a grappa because grappa is, you know, from the from the cake that's left over after pressing this is right. actually distilled from juice right so, so it's really good now i've never had this before and you said it it was a mim- mimicking or a riff of a different cocktail what do you say though so it's a riff of a pisco sour so explain that well so a pisco sour so sour cocktails are cocktails that have Traditionally, they'll have an egg white in them. They'll have some sort of sweet and sour balance. Mm-hmm. Uh, traditional Pisco Sour will just have simple syrup, lemon juice, egg white, mm-hmm. Pisco. Mm-hmm. And so this, the sweetness is replaced by the Contrato White Vermouth. Okay. And they have pulled down some of the Pisco, they have pulled down the Pisco flavor and added in that bitter Amaro piece to it. Mm-hmm to kind of give you that, that kind of bittery feel without being overly bitter. It's a very balanced cocktail. Now, have you ordered this at a bar? No.
1: <laughs> well,
0: I, I, I'm, just, I'm just asking because I think we're drinking drinks that if we went to the bar in Little Rock, we'd get a blank stare. Not on a paper plane so much. Well, I'm not sure because they'd have to have the Nonino, or they might come back and say, "Well, I, I got I got this tomorrow. Would that be okay?" And then you go, "Yeah." I I've ordered paper planes in Little Rock. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I've ordered them at two or three different places, so it is known out there. Like you okay. said, it is if they've got a in the house. Um, you know, like we've talked about here on the podcast many times before. Arkansas is about at least central Arkansas is probably five years behind trends, right? And so we're. We're past that margin where Amaros are coming into the market, especially Amaro Nonino. Okay. Well, I may just uh, try to see if I can stump David Timberlake tomorrow night. See what, um, he, see what happens. I don't know. Uh, I think he can make it. I think they have Amaro Nonino. If not, they've got Amaro, Amaro Montenegro. Yeah. But anyway, so what do you... Like I said, it, it has this really strong, nutty, bitter taste and then it just kind of dissipates which is good because you know I like the bitter my you know I like the I the I IPAs with high IBUs but this was you know we don't know what it is but it really it seemed like it's higher than what Campari would be when you when I got that bittering oh yeah because it's an Amaro it's not a right it's not a bitter orange bitter. Right. But yeah, it's maybe not going to be on my top favorite list, but it's really good. And the thing is, I don't really think about egg white drinks as the top of my list because they, the bartender, it's sort of labor intensive. I mean, you've really got to shake that to get that, to get that uh, egg white the way you want it. Well, yeah. Because this is not dissipating whatsoever. Yeah, and I mean, I shook it for maybe a minute. Yeah. Dry shake. Right. Now, okay, the one that I have was shaken differently than the one that you have. Mm -mm. Because there's two ways that you can do. You can shake these kind of cocktails. You can can do what's called a dry shake, Mm -hmm. which means you put all the ingredients in, you shake it without ice. Then you put in ice and you shake it again. Or you can reverse dry shake. Mm-hmm. which means you shake all the ingredients with ice, remove the ice, and then shake shake it without ice. Well, I think there's a third way, where you put just the egg white in, dry shake it by itself, and maybe you put a little chip of ice in there so that you hear as that ice tries to melt, and once you don't hear that, ice clinking around you say I, I think it's just right and then you can add everything else and then you can add the rest of the ice and give it a really good shake to get it cold well i mean that's a that's technically a dry shake yeah i mean it, it the only thing that's but the diff- way you described it is putting everything in there and i'm well, describing you just put the egg white in yeah yeah you can do that and I mean, yeah it's a dry do. shake even though you put a cube of ice in there well i think that's what they do with the ramos gin fizz Mm-hmm. when they do that most most cocktails that i've seen have either are either the way that we described it yeah and the reason that this one is reverse dry shaked is because i forgot to put the egg white in the first time when i <laughs> shook it okay so like i dry shook it oh and then i shook it with ice josh i'll edit that out no you don't have to <laughs> and then I, I don't care and then i poured it out and i was like where's the foam <laughs> Where's the foam? And then I look over at the station where I was building the cocktail, where the, where and the my, little egg saucer, was? my little saucer with the egg white. And I go, "Oh, mm-hmm. that's why there's no egg white in it." So you don't you don't think about egg white cocktails very often? No, just because I guess I'm in a hurry or something. It's like pour my scotch in, put some ice in, or not, and I'm done. Or the or the two or three uh, ingredients shake it pour it and i'm done as opposed to dry shaking shaking again draining the ice. you know it just seems like it's labor-intensive no i'll tell you this: it's probably not as labor-intensive as making a mojito but to me to make know. to make an egg white cocktail it may take you 45 seconds to a minute longer than a regular cocktail hmm. Because, honestly, I only shook these for about a minute. Now, I shake when I shake, I shake really hard, especially when I'm doing egg white cocktail. Yeah. Because I want the emulsification. I want the, the foam, the, mm-hmm. that egg layer. And once, you know, I feel that. Because what I do is I shake really hard, and I can feel the tins pushing back. No. You know, I can feel that creation of the, of the air and all the that gases, added in. Right. And so when I feel that, and I feel like it's trying to bust out on me, when okay. I actually have had it, I always, whenever I dry shake, by the way, I always two-hand shake because I've one hand shook before, and the top part just blew off <laughs> in the kitchen. It before. creates some gas. There's no doubt about that. So once I feel that kind of resistance, then mm-hmm. I just, then I add ice. I shake for maybe 30 seconds to get that little bit of dilution and get it cold. Once again, shake really hard. And, uh, you know, I come out this now. I bet if I was if I ever made a gin fizz, I might shake it longer. Well, I think you'd have to, right? But for these kind of cocktails, I mean, now I know we're not doing best on plate, but I'm sampling here and seeing what kind of goes with it. And I know you don't eat olives normally, but the but the bitterness or sourness of the olives. And they're just plain olives with the memento in the middle. Really complements the drink. So the the sour and the sweet and the the bitter, they just complement each other. And it's really, in my mind, it's really good. And the brininess will be good, too. That's true. Now, I've never been one to have a, a dirty, 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 nasty, dirty martini. And I think Jordan really likes them as dirty as you can make it. yeah she does like half an ounce of uh gin and then the rest of it oh no 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 no, no. not not marty not gin okay vodka vodka okay a vodka okay so do you remember having egg white cocktails before like they were kind of i know they were kind of big in the 60s and 70s but do you ever remember getting 60s 70s we really didn't do cocktails Okay. We were lucky to have beer or wine. And it was cheap wine and cheap beer. 67. And then, you know, we did have, I'm trying to remember, we had somebody on the show that did a dry shake, and she shook it and shook it and shook it. Yeah, She did a Ramos Gin Fizz. That's right. And she said you have to shake it 15 minutes. Traditionally. Yeah. Down at um, the Sazerac Bar in New Orleans or some someplace in New Orleans. And so I had that, of course. Yeah, it was Tamika. It was Tamika. That's right. Couldn't remember her name for whatever stupid reason. And then um, you did another one that had an egg white. And I'm trying to remember what that might have been. Anyway. I think we, I just did a, a whiskey sour. It probably was. I mean, you know, I've asked you on a, you know, a weekend, oh, make me a whiskey sour. And then I, I like it and drink it. And, okay, give me a little Wood for reserve, double oak, Straight. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I really I really like the cocktails because it, it really lightens it really lightens the cocktail up. It gives it volume, it gives it lift, and it just gives you a different texture is the other thing that I really like about using mm-hmm. egg whites in cocktail. That that texture that you get is really, really nice. Mm-hmm. Now, for those of you who are worried about your eggs, one of the things that you'll always find in an egg white cocktail is you'll find some sort of acid Mm -hmm. now that we in this we use lemon juice and Mm -hmm. that lemon juice is what it sort of cooks Mm -hmm. i mean cooks it's not really a good word but the acid goes after and kills the bad bacteria that's in if there are any bad bacteria and i'll tell you this i have had many of cocktails i've had egg white cocktails with farm fresh eggs Mm I've had them with, you know, the eggs that you guys get from Porch Swing. Mm-hmm. These are just, you know, Kroger eggs, but you're going to be fine. If you're worried about it, don't do it. But I'm telling you, you'll be okay. Well, if you're worried about it, when you go to the grocery store, look for pasteurized eggs. Yeah, buy buy pasteurized so, eggs, and you'll be you'll be fine, because that's that takes care of the process. You must have really liked that cocktail, because you sure did suck it down. Well, I couldn't help it. <laughs> like I said, I like that bittering and i like the froth of the egg so what were the ratios because it didn't seem like there's that much in there so there was So i mean it's like it's half egg half froth it seemed like so there's an ounce and a quarter of your amaro and once again i use um faccio bruto amaro and which by the way is a great amaro Mm-hmm. Go out and ask. if you don't see it in your liquor store, ask your liquor store people to bring it in because it is really good. It's a brook. It's an American-made product. It's from Brooklyn. They do it the right way, and they use all the botanicals that they source are sustainable. Okay, So, if you're looking for those sorts of things in your cocktail, in your liqueurs, faccio Brat does a great one. And it, where does it come from? Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Ooh. I don't know, wouldn't think of Brooklyn but okay. Well the, the, so the person who started it has Italian tradition. His family has made it. Okay. Made them before and he was wanting that so he started his own company. Did he come from Italy? Yes. Okay, okay. So they follow now, now I'm cool with it. <laughs> they follow so they follow all of the the stylings and you know slow maceration, mm-hmm. some you know slow distilling. So they follow all the processes that you would find okay. in other amari so anyway, well, obviously, our market has it. yeah, it's very new to our market it's in about three weeks old into oh. our market, well, when we're recording this three weeks old, oh into our market, but it's all over, it's in major cities across the United States, uh anyway, so I use that uh, ounce and a quarter of that, three quarters of an ounce of pisco,
1: okay,
0: a quarter of an ounce of the white vermouth, and I use contratos Contrato, vermouth. Yeah. vermouth blanco, a quarter ounce of Lemon juice or an egg white? So it's like one egg white per drink. Correct. Okay. Well, you you know, an egg white, and I've never measured it, but I would think an egg white, when you get it out of the egg, that might be almost three quarters of an ounce. I'm guessing. Mm. So that made that ratio not that high for the egg white, but because it gets frothed and stands up there on the glass... It seemed like it was half the drink. Yeah, I mean it's it. It seems that way, but it's but it's not. It's just a lot of air, <laughs> right? Yeah, Burp. yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so I really like this cocktail. I'm I'm super excited about it. I think I'm really interested to see as we get more and better amaros here in Arkansas, and bartenders start using them, what cocktails we can get out of them. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. All right, well, let's, uh, you want to switch over? I think I'm ready for takeoff. All right, well, okay, I'm doing the paper plane. And so what I have as my garnish is I made a little paper plane, and I used a cocktail skewer, and I also took a lemon and cut it and then shaped it into, like, a little jet plane. (laughs) And so the probably the more traditional way, you don't really want that paper in your drink. But I set it on this cocktail skewer so that it wouldn't fall in. But what you can do with the lemon is you can turn it up and cut in the middle, and then you can put it on the edge of your glass, or it falls in, and that's your paper plane. Now the history let me uh, let me go through the the uh, recipe. So it's three quarters of an ounce of nonino. Three quarters, it's, it's it's kind of a one 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 equal proportion. Equal proportions. There's four four parts to it. We were struggling two weeks ago about it, but it's three quarters of an ounce of nonino, three quarters of an ounce of Aperol, three quarters of an ounce, and I use sagerac rye whiskey. You can use any bourbon you want to, and then three quarters of an ounce of fresh lemon juice, and then you garnish if you want to. It doesn't need a garnish, or you can garnish like I did, and I made the little, I made the little paper, and I made the little little lemon. I like it. I've only had it a couple of times. It's very balanced. Yeah, don't you think? Oh yeah, yeah. This is a, I I love I absolutely love this cocktail. Okay, it is. One of the few cocktails that I truly enjoy that has Aperol in it. Okay. But I'm here to tell you, Josh, the first time it was made is made with Campari. Still. I mean, it'd be the only, it's one of the few cocktails that I like that has either Campari or Aperol. So there was a place called, and maybe it's still there, the Chicago's, the Violet Hour, and it's like a Prohibition kind of bar. And so in the summer of 2008, I think he was the owner, he asked the bartender to make a drink. The guy's name was Tony Maloney, and he asked his bartender, Sam Ross, with he'd worked with at a different bar in New New York. This bar's in Chicago. They'd worked together in New York to create a cocktail for this Chicago bar. I believe they worked together at either Death & Co. or... Uh, employees only. Uh, one of the big major cocktail bars in New York City. They did work at a different one, I don't I don't see that right here, but so they he got together and <laughs> after they'd heard this song by this person that has the initials in her name of the, you know, singing MIA called Paper Planes, they created this drink. And they got so excited that they first called it the Paper Airplane. But it was the same ratios that I just described, only it had the Campari. So then, you know, after they'd done this a while, they tried it again, and Ross, who was the bartender, said, nah, this is not balanced. It's got too much bitter. And so that's when they went from Campari to Aperol. Mm -hmm. And then in Toronto there was a bar that started using it and sometimes they used it with Campari. And I think, you know, I think you could ask for it and just ask for Campari. And I think that's what I might that's what I made the first time I tried this, because I didn't have the apérol.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Apérol is—they're both sweet, Campari and, and apérol. They're both orange, but Campari's probably double the bittering. I think we've talked about this on the show. Yeah, and it's like double the alcohol. So, it's—it's it's a great drink. I mean, <laughs> so then it started catching on in Canada, and by like. 2010 it was moving into restaurants so it it's a good drink. Oh yeah like I said I love this cocktail it's so balanced you get a nice bite from the lemon you get a slight bitter from the Nonino and the bitter liqueur that you use and then there's just that little back end bite of the bourbon. Right. I mean like I said I love this cocktail. And you you've ordered it, you said, at uh bars. Yep. Capitol Grill, maybe? Uh no. Okay. I have not ordered it there because a lot of times when I'm going there I'm drinking wine. Okay. And back when I was ordering it, uh Capitol was closed still. Oh, okay. I've ordered it at a place called Proof here in town. Okay. I believe I've also ordered it at the pantries. So, where's the proof? It is in Hillcrest. Okay. Kind of down from Kamari. Okay. So? In the same, like, building as Kamari, but at the other end. Oh, okay. So, I was saying this is a rift. I, I don't know which came first, this one or something else, but it's sort of a rift on, have you heard of Naked and Famous? I have not heard of the Naked and Famous. Well, it's Mescal and yellow chartreuse. Aperol, and lime juice. So, eh, similar. I don't think so. <laughs> I think this is closer to a Boulevardier. Well, that's what that. I was going to say next. It, it's really it's really like a uh, Boulevardier, or you could even say it's um, like, like a bourbon uh, Cosmo, if you could say that. What? Well, a bourbon Cosmo? Well, because of the bourbon being in here, I'd say... Okay. What? Okay. Never mind. I, got, <laughs> okay, never mind. Never, <laughs> I didn't make that up. It, it was written here, but it's sort of different. Uh, yeah. yeah I, I I don't know if I agree with that one. That's a stretch to me because you're missing the orange, the cooler. You change the citrus. Right. There's a lot of different. There's a lot of. To me, there's just too many differences. In okay. that. Now, what would you say if it's? I heard, and I'm reading here, that it's more popular than penicillin. Oh, I can b- believe that oh, a absolutely. thousand percent. A penicillin right. is gross. Well, <laughs> I get crazy sometimes and have it. Do you remember the time? We won't yes. we won't <laughs> name the place. <laughs> oh, we could. But uh, no, we're not gonna name the place. But you ordered a blood and sand uh huh and you got a penicillin instead. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, well I think there's only one rest one item different no. Makes sense? No. Not with a. Pe- not between a blood and sand and a penicillin? Oh, no. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's had a that, lot different. There. Yeah. Had that. Uh, what is that? That cherry. So, blood and sand that? has cherry herring in it. Cherry herring and the orange juice. Penicillin has the cherry. Has maraschino. Las, Lascaux, what is it called? A... Maraschino liqueur. Maraschino liqueur. And it has, has peaty scotch versus versus a blended scotch. Anyway, there's a lot of differences. That was a funny. Thing. I remember you looked at that was like, and we all kind of looked at it. And we were like, "That's the wrong color." <laughs> well, and I said to you, "I should send it back." And you go, "Dad, don't embarrass him." Well, I here's the thing. I don't even think they knew. No, I, and I don't think they could have actually done. So maybe it. they didn't even have the right ingredients, and so we got what we got. Yeah, but at the same time, they should come over and say. I'm sorry, we don't have that. Well, order. we talked about that last week, how sometimes they just make your drink because they're slammed. But, of course, these people were not <sighs> okay. slammed. Yes. They were not slammed. We were the only person in that bar at the time. And you're also talking about the difference between Campari and Aperol and completely different cocktail. hmm mm mm-hmm. Like, there's no ingredient that's the same between a penicillin and a blood and sand. Right. So, I, like, using a different style of bitter liqueur is very different than, you, than receiving a v- different cocktail. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, the song that they were listening to, the lyrics go like this. I fly like a paper, get high like plane. If you catch me at the border, I got visas in my name. If you come around here, I'll make them all day. I got one done in a second if you wait. And then it goes on and on. So it's kind of a funky song. And this person that sings it is quite interesting. I got the page here of the pictures of the person. Have you ever heard of it? Have you ever, did you ever hear of MIA before, before looking, doing this research? No, I haven't. Have you? Yeah, I have. You have? Mm-hmm. And her, what's her name? MIA. Well, it's MIA, but it's, uh, my, Ma- I can even say... She's a British rapper. Okay. Who goes by word. MIA. Born, born July of 1975. So, got it. But yeah, this... Again, it doesn't need a garnish. I think it was fun what I did to make two different garnishes for it. It's a, a couple times that I've had a paper plane. They've had like the little mini clothespin clip. Mm-hmm. And they'll clip... The plane The it. plane to the side of it. Or... If they don't have paper, they'll actually cut like a a true like plane shape with wings, mm-hmm. and they'll either float it in there or they'll pin it to the side. Well, that's like with I said, lemon. I didn't want the paper in my drink, <laughs> right? That's why I use the cocktail skewer. No, I'm saying they'll cut they'll cut lemon, they'll cut mm-hmm. a lemon lemon peel to make the plane shape. That's either drop of, it in or put it to the side. Well, that's what I try to do. Yeah, having not to. Down this cocktail so when was the first time you had this one here <laughs> <laughs> you, just, you made it at the house well you kept let's see what episode was it we were talking about a christmas episode and you said oh make the paper plane so i made it and i go it's not christmasy at all so then i went to a christmas cocktail and i can't even remember the episode what it was so well, I made it then, but I did make it with Campari. Now, I think if you don't have Aperol, listeners, and for whatever reason you do have Campari, if you don't really want the drink to be extremely bitter, I think you could cut the Campari in half to make the recipe. So, I, if you're going to do the three-quarter recipe like you did, I wouldn't cut the Campari. I would scale up everything else. Mathematically, that's the same. Well, mathematically, no. (laughs) Volume would be very different, Mm -hmm. depending on which way you did that. So, mathematically, it's not quite the same. So, now Josh is making a double. Math guy. No, I'm not saying I'm making a double. But if, let's say, you know, I pull it down to a half an ounce, I would up everything else by a quarter of an ounce. No. Not a pure double. Oh, of course not, because then Never. your proportions would be the same, right? <laughs> now I wonder what this mezcal, chartreuse, aperol, and lime juice—the naked famous—does oh, not be. sound good to me. I love chartreuse, but I don't. Mm, I'm not a mezcal. For the guy. last time, I looked for it. That's closer to a penicillin than anything else. <laughs> I know, but the last time I looked for chartreuse, they didn't have it. So here's a. There's green chartreuse and there's yellow chartreuse, and this doesn't say which it is. And I don't think it's you really green. use them in. <laughs> you can you can kind of use them interchangeably, but yellow chartreuse is more expensive than green chartreuse, I believe. Yeah. So I wouldn't. Not like if you happen to have yellow chartreuse and not green chartreuse, and then you can switch it. But so funny thing you say that this this Facio Bruto company that I was telling about for the Amaro that I used. They have a green herbal liqueur. Well, okay. That is quite similar to chartreuse. Okay. And the green chartreuse. Yeah. It's just a little bit more savory. Mm-hmm. Not quite as uh, sweet and mm-hmm. so that's another one out that's out there that, you know, if you're looking for drink green, green chartreuse and you're Person at your liquor store says, "Oh, we we can't get that right now." Ask them about the Facio Bruto green herbal liqueur it's Right. Cinta Herbre. Okay. Well, there's not a whole lot more to say other than I really like it. So this is the fir- so the first time you had this was at the house where you made it with Campari. What mm-hmm. did you think of it with Campari? Because I like bitter, I loved it. Okay. But this, I mean, what's not to love about this one? And it's, and it's Aperol. And so, you know, if you wanted to, if you want more bitter, your drink seemed to have more bitter than this. I mean, to it's me, a different type of bitter. Right. Because you had a real, well, Aperol's bitter. But. So is the No Nino. Yeah. I don't know. We better pause it and go make another one with Campari, maybe. But I think the Campari just kind of, it sort of overtook everything. So to me, the lemon takes over right now. Mm -hmm. The lemon you get, the lemons you got were really strong. Yes. And so the, actually, I forgot to say this. The lemon that I used in mine was actually Meyer lemon. Oh, okay. So a little bit sweeter of a lemon. Okay. And I... I don't know. It's it's winter, so they're available. So I like to use them when they're available, mm-hmm. and it also plays down some of that astringency You know, I also think your rye was a was a nice choice there because you get some of that spiciness coming through. But I also think that if you had a a bourbon, which has a little bit more sweetness to it, that could also kind of change the complexity of the drink too. So now I'm remembering I did not have. The rye, but you and I drank up all the angel's envy, and so then I used a uh, Woodford Reserve Double Oak, and that bourbon is—it's no. sort of go ahead—it's sort of a strong bourbon, yeah. And so the bitter from the Campari and the, if you will, the strong bitter alcohol from the Woodford Reserve Double Oak they were pretty intense with each other yeah that's yeah the oakiness there probably would take a little bit over you know I would probably choose like a higher rye style bourbon you know like bullet or even a bottled and bond Mm -hmm. bourbon here Because you're going to get that sweetness, but you're going to get that punch where, yeah, I don't really, this is one of the reasons this cocktail is dangerous, is I don't taste a whole lot of booze in it. Yes, there is. I I didn't say there isn't in there, Dad. I said I don't taste it. Okay. I taste that lemony freshness. I taste that Mm -hmm. slightly bitterness Mm -hmm. and some kind of sweetness in there. But I don't, like, this does not taste like it has three different alcohols in it well that's true cuz you know aperol i'd have to look at the bottle but aperol's about 11 13% campari's like 23 30% i don't know and then the sazerac that i used is probably 40 or more so there's plenty of alcohol in there but that lemon that lemon cuts it where you don't really taste it that's the thing with cocktails so if you get some cocktail and let's say you're drinking straight scotch, you know you're drinking alcohol but if you do something like this and you've got you got the lemon juice, you've got the light alcoholic aperol, and then you you've got a couple other things in there and you're getting the sweetness and the sour from the lemon you're not really. You know there's alcohol in there, but you're not just, just getting this hit of alcohol. Right. And so I, it's easier to drink two and not really know it. Right. I mean, so if you compare this to a, a Negroni, you know, mm-hmm. basically the godfather of this cocktail. Mm-hmm. It has sweet vermouth, a bitter liqueur, and one one, one That you feel... Right. That that has a bunch of alcohol in it. Right. Now, this de- has, ABV-wise, has less because it does have lemon juice in it. And it's shaken over stirred. But that one feels more alcohol. The The one that I had, like my cocktail, felt more like it had more alcohol in it. And like it just tasted, like you could taste the alcohol. And not in a bad way. Like, you don't taste the alcohol, but you could taste that there was a bitter liqueur in there. You could taste some of that. And this, I think the bourbon can, the whiskey, depending on what whiskey you use, the whiskey can get lost in the cocktail. Correct. And so that's kind of what I was, that's where I was going with possibly using a bottled and bonded whiskey. Which is 50. Right. It may not get as lost, so it may it may come out a little bit more where you kind of might notice it or it might feel more Mm -hmm. balanced depending on what you're looking for in your cocktail. Well, I think if we had the uh, Angel's Envy, whether it's the rye or just the bourbon, that would really make a really good one. The rye would be too sweet, I think. I think the rye would be. That's where I first saw the recipe. Yeah, I think regular AE would be good. If you want to use that in a cocktail. Well, I don't know why not, but. Well, yeah. I'm even just thinking like that. Remember you did the Evan Williams bottled and bond. hmm That's a great cocktail whiskey. But even though it's 50%. You keep getting hung up on these proofs. Well, I mean, but <laughs> it has a, it has a really good taste. It's not going to overwhelm you with like the. Double oak does. Right, it's just a simple old bourbon. It is at fifty percent, but it doesn't have that bite. I mean, we knew it. We knew it was high in alcohol, but if you mix it with a drink, with lemon juice, it's probably going to hide. I don't. I don't think it'll hide as much as the sazerac. No. Was my larger point there? <laughs> over over anything. Well, these are good. Oh yeah, we got a we got a pretty good board here. Yeah, you did a good job setting it up. So, tell me again about this one. What was that? I can't remember. <laughs> That's the one I couldn't remember, Josh. Uh, okay, but I know we have um, prosciutto. And I think maybe is that a could that be a speck? I don't think so. Don't think so. Yeah. Anyway, so all right. Well, anything else you want to tell us about the cocktail? No, I love it. Yeah. So give these cocktails a try. I hope wherever you're at, there's some great cocktails with Amaris in them. You know, check check. Ask if you got a bartender you love. Ask them about it. Don't do it when they're slammed. But if you got a slow night, talk to your bartenders about. Cocktails that may have Amaris in them that they have or that they might be able to make for you. They don't know one. At least one. Mm -hmm. So, check them out. They're great. Make them at home. I'm going to have to check out that Amaro uh, cookbook or cocktail book that my cocktail came from. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because it just, it seems like a great book for if you want to learn more about different Amaris that are out there. And cocktails you can make with them. Yeah. All right. So uh, what are we doing next week, Dad? So Valentine's Day is coming up. Next week's episode will post on the, I think it's the 9th of February. And Valentine's Day, I think, is the 15th. It's the 14th every year. Oh, duh. 14th. Then my brother's the 15th. <laughs> That's his birthday. But I think... We could do wines you want to drink on Valentine's. Okay. With your significant other, Yeah. Or by yourself if you don't have one. (laughs) (laughs) Wines for Valentine's Day. So, what are you going to be doing for yours? So, I'm thinking uh, Jared Bristrop Samant de Lomond Brut Rosé. Okay. A Brut Rosé. In in essence, it's a rosé. Okay. It's from France. So, I got Bubbles. I got a rosette. Okay, cool. I will probably be doing some sort of mid to high-end red wine. I'm not exactly sure which one yet. Yeah. Uh, There's a lot of great options out there. There are. It may end up being a a Landa Pomerol or even a Pomerol, or I might just go super cliche and do champagne. Well, I think why not? I mean, you got to think about what food am I going to have on Valentine's Day or what And we'll probably drink more than one bottle. My wife (laughs) and I will. Shh, don't tell her. But we'll probably have a champagne to start it off. And then we'll probably have a red wine, likely. You know, you're going to have, Valentine's Day, you're probably going to have chocolate. Some way or the other. Yep. And so a good red wine and a rosé, how can you go wrong? Uh, there's there are a lot of the you know there's a lot of options. That's probably where I'll land if I don't land there. I'll probably land in high end Alsace or Germany. Hmm. So, but you'll have to come back next week to find out what that is. We really appreciate you guys being out there and following along on this journey with us. Remember, we're out there on on the socials, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Feel free to send us an email, acquiredtastings@gmail.com and um uh, dad i really i'm glad you did the paper line because i really like the cocktail it's a good one and i'm glad well, you, we've been talking about it for what three or four weeks yep it and I maybe uh, longer than that yeah I'm, I'm also glad that you enjoyed mine so yeah. for us here at acquired tastings once again i'm josh mills and i'm john mills and we'll see you next time thank you and goodbye